welcome to Gen Z on Leadership. I'm your host, Gabriel Gary, and today I have the honor of introducing you to the director of the Indiana State Museum, Mrs. Kathy Faree. Mrs. Faree has her Bachelor's of Arts and Master's from Indiana University in Public Affairs and Nonprofit Management from Indiana University. She has previously served as the COO and the Vice President of the Indiana State Museum as well. Thank you for being here with us today. Hi, how are you today? Good, good. Thank you so much. So um, I wanted to start just by asking a question about you could obviously be working in like government or education, any other administrative uh, or like leadership field. But why did you choose to be a director of a museum specifically? Well, it's funny you should ask that. Um, I do have sort of a strange story, but it works well for your audience. Um, I was in school for um, I don't know what you call it currently, but it used to be called um media relations and political science and was looking to go into broadcasting. Hmm. Um, but I got a summer, I needed a summer job and I got a summer job as a security director at the Children's Museum, a security um, person at the Children's Museum of Indianapolis and ended up staying 14 and a half years and just being moved up and moved up. I had no preconceived notions. I'd grown up at the Children's Museum of Indianapolis, but had not expected to work there. Um, so you just never know where a part-time job will lead. Right. And did you do anything with broadcasting uh, previously to this or no? You know, it's funny. I um, do do some broadcasting. I did a lot of exhibitions. And so I spent time um, being interviewed on the news. And so every time I did, I told my dad I got 50 cents back on that degree. So, yes, uh, it's really something you can use almost in any line of work. Mm -hmm. uh, how does being the CEO compare to being the like chief operating officer and the vice president, your previous positions there? I actually with the previous um, CEO and vice president of Connor Prairie in Fishers, oh. Indiana, and um, then became the CEO here. I had been sort of trained and had the opportunity to be mentored by a multitude of people throughout my career. And it came time where it was either become the CEO or determine what your next step might be. So I did a fellowship. Um, an international fellowship. There are 18 of us from around the world about being a CEO and what it is that the responsibility of museums um, we have to the community today. And that really led me to saying, okay, I'm ready now to be a leader. Um, being in the CEO position means that um, at the end of the day, everything does in fact stop at your desk. Um, when you're the vice president of, op of operations or um, exhibitions, those things, you have a little a slightly narrower um, level of responsibility. But when you get to the CEO level, everything is your responsibility, um, regardless of what department or area it's in. Mm. Uh, what's your favorite part of being the, the president there? We um, have an incredible team that we work with. Um, it has been really interesting to work statewide. So we have the opportunity. I also, um, as I said, worked at the Children's Museum. And here we have both the Indiana State Museum here in Indianapolis, but we also have 11 historic sites across the state, which is sort of more like the work that I did at Connor Prairie. So this position allows me to take my entire career and put it together and understand how to serve audiences with different products and content, but all about developing experiences that we hope people will come to and enjoy and learn from. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that this is like, uh, an in-depth question and I I'm sure it varies, but what is like your average day look like? Um, I know that could change, but just on average, you know, it's interesting if you, um, someone who's in a CEO position, the good news is 
uh, that you will have a new and bright experience every day uh, because you never know what will happen or what will come across your desk. Um, we do have meetings. I have some set meetings, um, but I spend a lot of time either talking to donors um, when, as I do a lot of fundraising on behalf, we're a quasi-state organization. So we do, in fact, get state funds, but we also have to raise a significant part of our budget. So I spend a lot of time telling our story um, and talking to people about the impact that we have across the state in all 12 of our communities. Everything sort of leads back to the how do we um, make sure that we're doing the best work that we can be doing. And each day is really focused on what is needed in order to do that. The CEO's responsibility lies in making sure that everyone else has the resources they need to do their jobs. So spending time asking questions, looking at budgets, making sure that we're meeting budgets, making sure we're fundraising, what are our attendance numbers, making sure that everyone is um, on task and has the opportunity to do the best work that they can do. Mm -hmm. um, the next, so I know you've had a lot of experience, you know, as the vice president as well. What's like your process uh, when you're making big decisions, talking with donors? I mean, those are big things. And like, what, what do you what goes through your head and what's like your operation? The best thing about making um, decisions is always asking a lot of questions. Uh, you never want to um, react to things. What you're looking for is to be in a position to respond to things. Um, there is sort of that balance between if you don't make a decision, it will be made for you. Uh, so you want to gather as much information as you can and make the decision in a manner that allows you to be making the decision and not have it made for you, but also not just react to anything that comes in front of you. So I think one of the big differences when you're in the position of the CEO, that there's a larger picture always in front of you. And so you have to really be sure that you understand the ramifications for the institution at large in any decision that you're making, large or small. When you're in a vice president role or chief operating role, you have sort of, again, a narrow area of expertise and responsibility. And as a CEO, any and every decision that you make will have some kind of ripple effect across the institution. So you need to be sure that you respond and not react. Um, and there are moments by which I am remind, reminded by my colleagues that we're going to respond to something and not react to it. Um, so it sounds easy to do um, and is some days harder than you might think. Mm -hmm. Um, what's the biggest lesson takeaway you've learned from working with the Indiana State Museum as CEO or your past positions? Really, um, I believe that working here at the Indiana State Museum Historic Sites, that being a quasi-state organization was new to me. So I had a new set of constituents that I was working with. So I work um, with the governor's office and then also with state legislators. So I've really learned a lot more. Um, I do have a political science degree, um, but nothing like some real good practical experience to better understand how things operate. So in this instance, I've really learned a lot more about state government and how the budget operates and how all of the agencies work together. Um, and what our role can be and how we can not only support our constituents, our visitors, our staff, but also how we can help support um, whatever it is that um, our communities are doing um, to be sure that we're really serving the larger community. So having that access and understanding of state government um, is sort of the new element to the role that I learned in not-for-profit management. Mm -hmm. So... Along with that, uh, you've definitely seen a lot with the state government um, and the governor, too. What qualities do you think a good leader like Holcomb or like anybody uh, possesses in that position? 
That's a real, um, that's a great question. I've have worked under a multitude of leaders and anyone who you report up to is a leader because that's who you're following, right? Um, and then we have larger leaders within the group. Um, I think uh, Governor Holcomb is a great example of it. Many of the um, bosses that I worked with and leaders that I've worked with is that it's not about you. Um, it's about the institution or the mission or the constituents that you're serving. And as long as you keep that perspective, um, that your responsibility is to what is best for the larger picture um, and make sure that it's not about what you want or what you think is best, but making sure that you're asking lots of questions and bringing that together. There are lots of leadership styles, um, but you will find that anyone who is really very effective at leadership is concerned about what needs to be done and getting it right and not concerned about being right themselves or having it be their decision, um, but are good listeners and can bring lots of ideas and input together to make the decision rather than believing that they need to make it themselves. Mm -hmm. And along with that question, do you have any advice for young people um, or new people just to leadership in, in any position from small to being the CEO? I, it is really important to understand that as a leader, um, your job is not to tell people what to do. Your job is to help people do the work that that needs to be done. I think people sometimes get confused, which is why I am constantly saying that people work with me. Um, they don't work for me. Um, people who work with me um, have an opportunity to really engage and be the best that they can be. And it's my job to be able to do that. Um, I think you need to recognize that there are opportunities everywhere you look. Uh, you might say to someone, you were a security guard at a museum. Um, how does that become a career? Because I took the opportunity to look around and see what opportunities I could have there. So never underestimate what's in front of you or asking questions or being open to. Um, many people will have a plan and think that they have to follow that plan. Um, be sure that you don't get lost in the plan and look broader, always broader on what an opportunity might be for you. Thank you very much. Those are my questions. So thank you. Great. Thank you very much. And great for your leadership in helping people better understand what it is that we're all trying to get done. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to learn more and support the podcast, follow us on Instagram at Gen Z on Leadership and subscribe to our YouTube at Gen Z on Leadership. If you want to learn more about the podcast, you can check out our website, which is Gen Z on Leadership.com. Again, that is Gen Z on Leadership.com. And as always, stay tuned for all new episodes. We try to post two to three a month.